We don't slut shame around here. They say we are what we eat. Does that come in organic? So who are you eating? I believe they call that an ethical slut. Can I unplug your phone so I can charge my vibrator? I can't believe he couldn't find it. Fuck it. Let's roll. You're listening to Eat, Play, Sex with Dr. Cat, the place to up-level that sexy life of yours with expert talk on sex, love, and nutrition. Hey lovers, and welcome to the final episode of our four-part sensual series here on Eat, Play, Sex. I'm your sex expert, Dr. Cat. Sensuality is medicine to our bodies and our souls, yet in this crazy, busy, achievement-focused society that we live in, it can be difficult to sustain. It's been a process for me to come home and feel safe and comfortable with being in my body. And I'm not perfect at it by any means, but my God, it has made a massive difference in my own quality of life. And this is exactly what we're diving into with Josephina Bashout today. How do we awaken to a life of sensuality and how does it change us from trauma to dating to joy and spirituality? And we share a little bit about our sex lives on the side. And it's important to hear about the challenges and how we've learned to overcome them. This is how we can sustain a life of sensuality. Because there are challenges. You're going to face them. And this is also why I created the Sensual Awakening 14-Day Course. This is an initiation into this life of pleasure. And the course isn't fluffy either. It's not all this ethereal talk that's ungrounded. It's trauma-informed. It's practical. And it's non-time consuming. So you can incorporate it in your daily life, whether you're a new mom, a CEO, or even someone who has been impacted by the cultural programming about being a woman or a femme in her body and in her sensuality. So check out the link in our show notes or head over to sexloveyoga.com. Yo, I'm so excited about this episode. I'm here with my homegirl, Josephina Bashout, sister yeah. from, the, from the central side. <laughs> on here again, I had her on a while back and we talked about sex magic. We talked about overcoming trauma mm-hmm. through embodiment practices. We talked about sensuality. And it's interesting to bring you back now during my sensual awakening series that we have come a long way in our own journey. And I believe that we have even more refined our understanding and our definition of, of sensuality. Yes. And I, yeah, so I'm eager to dive in and see how your journey has evolved through that. Josephina Bashout is a feminine empowerment coach. She also specializes in tantric love and sex. So uh, obviously we speak the same language. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) So when I first started this series around sensuality, it was sparked to me by this idea of what is put out there in the culture around sensuality and Mm. the 
the materialism or the spiritual materialism that's been created out of it or the commoditization really of spiritual of not spirituality but that too um, of sensuality sensuality, yeah yeah. and it's like you buy these bath beads or you buy this rose water and spray your face and you're sensual hey look at that i'm a goddess i'm a goddess now yeah you too can be a sensual goddess (laughs) with this rose water for (laughs) 39.99 just buy this (laughs) subscribe (laughs) for your monthly subscription. No, but, but really that's what's happening. Or I'm seeing a lot of coaches out there that are, that are promoting sensuality. And it's like, you know, flower crowns in your hair and flowy silks and everything. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for me personally, it was stopping me from being like, from even like, I was like, Oh, sensuality, you know, but I, felt this comparison. Like I had to be that. Mm, and, yes. and for me, like, girl, I wear my sweats. Like I can build it, be sensual and be wearing my gray sweats around the house and still be fully connected to my body. So effortless. Yeah. Effortless sensuality. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so to understand your journey of, you know, even since the back, uh, back episode, the last episode, but what has it been like for you in, in discovering sensuality, the form it took previously, how it is now? Tell our listeners how, what that's been like for you. The experience that I've had with my own sensuality has been a journey. (laughs) It's been a journey. And, you know, just to your point, I really believe, I mean, we're all sensual creatures. We are all inherently sensual in our nature, in our essence, in, in our, our beingness. We have a body. We have a body, have a body who experiences Which, the world through senses. That's it. That's it. Hello. Five <laughs> senses and go into the sixth sense, the sex sense, the, the energetic sense. There's another expansion of the sense, but we have senses. And for me, I would say that I also was very much in that same place of thinking I need to be sensual because it was a way of amplifying my femininity or a way Mm. of connecting to my more sexier side and more appeal, which would look like dressing, you know, sexy, like wearing back in the day was like the littlest, tiniest skirts Mm -hmm. and like really being like super sexy and revealing. So back then my perception of sensual was associated to sexiness, which then I was correlating to then revealing and around my clothing and all these outer kind of expressions of my sensuality. And it wasn't until I had this more of like this wake up moment. And if we're talking about more in the sexual aspect, because I'm there right now, as I was speaking to it is I remember in college, I was having sex with my boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And as we were having sex, I had this thought in my head because I was not fully connected to my body, the feeling of pleasure in my body mm-hmm. of holy crap. He came in to kiss my neck and I couldn't feel his lips. I couldn't feel him. Like I couldn't actually feel the sensation. Yeah on my body, on my skin. And that was a big awakening for me of realizing, oh, I don't think I'm actually really connected to my body. Wow. 
So that for me was like a very big wake up, wake up call. Mm. And as it's grown and evolved, then I was diagnosed and I've shared this before I was diagnosed with pre-cervical cancer. And so that journey for two and a half years was around me healing myself naturally Mm -hmm. by being connected to my body and actually learning how to be in my body and be with the emotions and the sensations of pleasure or pain or angst and learning how to be in a relationship with it. And so for me, my journey with sensuality essentially started from a place of disconnection to my body and my senses. Yeah, totally. Right. That's, I think it's a very similar, you know, journey for many, you know, many humans of that disconnection. So what I'm picking up from your story is that there was a confusion or not a confusion. There was more of a performance element to your sensuality. And it was done for the, the uh, interpretation of other people. Validation. Yeah, validation. Yeah. Yes. See, I'm a sensual person. See, mm-hmm. I'm a feminine person. I'm so uh, of worth here because right. of that. But it wasn't translating to the embodied practice. Correct. Yeah. Very great way to, to recap some of that. Very well done. Very well said too, because then my journey really started changing a lot into actually understanding, okay, when I started diving into more of the tantric work for me and more of like my having a partner where I could explore and self-pleasuring, then I started to realize, okay, I get to actually awaken my body and my senses. Like I get Mm. to actually really explore what type of touch genuinely relaxes me and arouses me Mm. and opens me and excites me to where I start to feel elevated or more clear or more excited or more alive. So for me, a lot of it had to do with, with touch, like the, the sense of of physical touch and sensation. And then Mm -hmm. I started to play with that more in dancing and in my movement and actually feeling into the parts of my body of where I was actually feeling contraction, Mm. like holding back where I was feeling more pain and not willing to go into those parts. So for me, it was actually exploring the, the landscape of my own physical pleasure and touch, not just Mm. in a sexual component, Mm. more really in the sensual component. Mm, I love that. And, and highlight that because I talk about this in episode 96, where I I designate the difference between sensuality and sexuality. And I think that's so important for us to, to determine because it's, Otherwise, it can prevent us from from getting into sensuality because we perceive it sexuality. And yet how often those two terms are interchanged in our culture and they're so different. Like one's more, like you said, we experience the world through our senses, through our body. The other one is more of this like primal energy, you know, geared towards procreation or the identity of who we are and attraction, desire, pleasure. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. And it was a differentiating pace for me of understanding my sensuality was the uncoupling of just it being in the bedroom or Mm. at home. And that's where my evolution started really exploring more and more was actually how do I want to want to connect to to my sensual being inside in my everyday. And that's when I really started to develop a practice bringing mindfulness into the way that I'm being in my body. So the way that I'm actually holding my cup, feeling the hot or the cold, Mm -hmm. feeling the hardness of the mug, like actually being present with it. 
smelling it first, Mm -hmm. reactivating my senses, knowing how that creates a sensation of readiness and arousal and excitement in my body before I drink my tea. Mm. Like, so starting Mm. to develop these rituals Mm -hmm. around it, not because it's this, you know, spiritual thing, but I, I took that and decided to make these little mini rituals around it to, to, what do we call it? Spiritualizing my sensuality, making it more sacred is what I like to Mm. call it. Just making it more of like sacred sensuality, something that's sacred that I cherish. That's for me, Mm. not for someone else. So not the performance. performance. Yeah. Not the performance. It's like, I don't even care if you witness or not witness this is for for me. And then as I've gotten older and as I've evolved in my journey, my sensuality has taken on a whole beautiful shape and form of where I just naturally ooze sensuality besides no matter what the fuck I'm wearing. It doesn't even matter what I'm wearing or if my hair's brushed or not brushed. If I have no makeup on. It's more of, for me, it's evolved to, to really feeling deeply comfortable in the skin and the body that I'm in and feeling relaxed in my nervous system, feeling connected to literally through my senses of my environment and my inner landscape and my outer landscape. Mm, I love that. You said something about the the relationship with your body mm-hmm. and how uh, I, I can imagine there are many listeners on here who are like, yeah, but that's where I struggle, <laughs> you know, because we've been given these, these conditions in our culture to that. Our body is, um, is, is something dangerous. It's not, you know, it's supposed to look a certain way. Um, I came across this term body terrorism one time oh. more recently, it was in the book. Um, my body is not an apology. And I love the way that she defined this as, this, our bodies, we, we, we go to war at it and with each other, even each other's bodies, you know, we look at each other's bodies and we, and we judge it. We, we, you know, we say all these nasty things about it. And then we come back and we say those same things to our own bodies. And so if we want to, I, I think this is twofold, right? If we want to be a sensual person, we have to be in the body, mm-hmm. but then I also see that sensuality can be a tool to be in the body. Yes. Yes. I agree with that hundred percent. And to, to have a different relationship with your body through the tool of sensuality. Yeah. Yeah. So perhaps we even just start with, because that's a whole goal, right? Uh, It's a far distant goal of body love. So perhaps we just start with body acceptance Mm -hmm. and just accept this is my body. These are the things that my body can do for me. Okay. Can I um, find pleasure in platonic things. And there's where I think products can be helpful or tea. You said tea, my coffee mug, you know, using these tools to be able to help us to connect with the body through these third party. Um, yeah. Platonic tools. tools. Yeah. Yeah. Through these tools. And I also, one of the first things for me, which maybe someone will think about it or not in the sensual realm, but it's like one of my go-tos and I use it throughout the day all the time is just essential oils for Mm. me. Because there's certain ones that I smell it and immediately, no matter what's going on, it just, it brings me right back into my body. And in that Mm. moment, for those that are listening, it takes me away from judging. How do I look? Mm -hmm. What do I look like in this moment? Where am I going? People say like, 
anything that I'm, I'm focused on, that's again, a reflection that I'm judging on myself or that I perceive or project others are judging about me. It's all still being a construct in my head. Yeah. And so getting into my body, I allow myself to be in full surrender to the sensation that is in a healthy way Mm -hmm. that takes me on this like little mini journey, just like right back in my body and in that place of nothingness and, and everything. That's beautiful. Did you ever struggle with pleasure? Cause I know I did. I did. Okay. Yes, I did. I definitely did. I, I, I would say for me, the struggle was again, as very performance-based growing yeah. up, like dance competitions yeah, yeah, and yeah. how I looked and, you know, getting it right. It was never for me, my pleasure was never really about me. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't have an orgasm until I was like in my almost mid twenties. Yeah. And for me, it was like, I didn't really know how to handle pleasure or let, let go yeah. to allow myself to actually feel pleasure and be, be riding the wave of the pleasure and that energy yeah. and, and that sensation through my body. Because again, I wouldn't feel connected to my body. Yeah. I felt very shut down. I felt very numb. Yeah. And so to reawaken my body was not easy. I had so much judgment around, mm-hmm. am I broken? Am I doing this right? Mm. Or why can't I feel this more and like judging even the little bit of like the little bit of a sensation of like, yeah. Oh, that's not good enough. Or that's not right. And yeah. learning how to drop that and actually just love what is right now and, yeah. and just be grateful and thankful and breathe in and learning how to amplify my own pleasure was yeah. absolutely a journey, which probably you've experienced yeah. as well. Yeah. I, and this is just a, a curiosity because this is something that I've seen across clients too, especially clients who've experienced trauma. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was more of, I would place productivity over pleasure. Mm. So because I had this mentality of like, I'm strong enough to take care of, you know, push through whatever, whatever, whatever. And so my decisions were all logical. My decisions were how much could I produce versus how could I enjoy the process? And then when I would settle into pleasure or like even just touching my skin or whatever, I would, I, my body would tense and I would feel like I'm crawling out of my own skin. Mm. So it was almost like I couldn't transition from, from productivity to, to my body. It was like a, eh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, not a safe, fun, cool place. place yeah. Yeah. So I, I, when you said breathing into it, I was like, yeah, that's what I had to learn breathing and relaxing into yeah. it. But that's such a scary place, especially yeah. for all the men and women who've experienced trauma in their lives. It's like, sensuality can actually activate, you know, this fear. It's like, oh, I have to let go to experience pleasure, but like, oh, I can't let it go. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I've experienced that myself. And, you know, there are many times when I was crying, you know, there are many times when I was crying and exploring that coming from a background of trauma Mm -hmm. and recognizing how, how, yes, how scary it is, but also how natural it is. Mm. In the sense of, I remember before the trauma, how just 
free I was Mm. and my authentic, like purest, innocent nature Mm -hmm. was always smelling things or grabbing things or feeling things or rubbing my face on my little doll or bear. Mm. So for me, it was, it was also mentally reminding myself that this is natural. Yeah. Like I'm scared, but this is also natural. And for me, it was creating safe space for myself. Yeah. That was in full permission to go into the fear for a designated amount of time. So I knew I wouldn't just get lost. Right. And that's why for me, I really, I'm a huge fan of creating, you know, pleasure rituals and pleasure practices for a designated amount of time, you know, 15 minutes seemed like crazy amount of time. Right. So starting with like five minute practice and for five minutes, it was oh my God, this felt like eternity. Yeah. Right. It felt like eternity, but it started getting easier. The more that I started to just give myself the permission and the, the, like you said, the self-acceptance Yeah. that, okay, for five minutes, I'm going to try to just caress myself and practice breathing and catch, catch myself. And there'd be moments when I was coming out and I'd be crying of like, oh my God, I can't feel anything. And I remind myself like, no, like Josephina, this is why we're doing this. Yeah. It's a practice. It's a practice. It's okay. If you're not feeling it now, but we're working towards that, not faking it. Don't fake it. Yeah. Don't fake it till you make it. Don't fake not in this. Stop faking (laughs) orgasm. Stop faking that you're feeling and having sensations. Cause we're the, we're literally the only ones that are are robbing ourselves from that pleasure, Mm -hmm. you know, and having that experience and how important it is to this, to delineate this as a practice, as a process, because how often it's, it, you know, it requires this discipline at first, yeah you know, and, and small increments. So yeah. titration, little bits at a time yeah. on top of each other. But, but the discipline is that phase of oh, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. This is annoying. Oh, I've got other things to do. Busy mind. I'm like, eh. but then you hit this threshold of, as you continue to practice and show up for yourself, literally, yes. it shifts. There's a point that it shifts into a devotion. Yes. Great word. Yeah, yeah. it is. It's, it's, it, it does exactly. It becomes a devotional practice and it's become such a beautiful practice of me with me. Yeah. Me needing all the different parts of myself. All of me. All of me. Ah, how all much, the different parts of me. Yeah. How much do we ask for a partner to show up and hold all of us? But it's like, <laughs> are you holding all of you? Uh-huh. Are you meeting all of you? Are you wanting to see all of you and feel all of you? Are you yeah. still hiding in certain yeah. parts? That makes me interested. Are you, so because you're such an embodied, uh, sensual woman, how does that impact your dating? <laughs> oh, you got shy over here. Oh, no, honey, I ain't shy over here. Just giggling from joy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's impacted my dating in beautiful and unexpected ways, yeah. right? In beautiful and unexpected ways. To say that my dating life has radically shifted from my 20s would not be an understatement. <laughs> I would hope all of us. <laughs> I mean, shifted, but... you never know, right? True, yeah, you, yeah. you know, some of us continue to do the same thing over and over and you wonder why we're dating the same type of people. Sure. And I would say for me, it's 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 shifted a lot to where now, like for dating, there's no pressure in my dating life. Mm. There's just so much fun and 
ease and relaxation. <laughs> I challenge that bullshit. <laughs> when I'm in my body. There you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I'm in my body, when I'm in my body. Right. So for me, it's actually got me to be really aware. I love the challenge. Bring it on, bring it on, bring it on. Because for me, a man who's now not in his body, I'm no longer attracted to. Yeah. Same. I'm Even not attracted. If super cute. Yeah. You know, I'm just not attracted to, to them. It's like, there's a level of embodiment because my, my talk about sensuality. It's like my sensitivity level mm-hmm. has, has really awakened and expanded to where now it, the, the thing that would turn me on previously hasn't been exactly the same thing. Yeah. So I would say my dating life is it's kind of two pieces. One, either men are really excited about me and the work that I'm doing and mm-hmm. who I am and they can really feel it. And they're like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, yes. And they mm-hmm. want more. And they're mm-hmm. like so excited. And it's just like delicious and being met in that space of such depth and, and pleasure and, and play and ease and deliciousness. And I've also had experiences of like dating, dating guys who like it amplifies their lack of connection to their body. Mm. If that makes sense. It does. It does. My experience is it's very similar. There's this excitement because we're different, you know, and, and it's like, Oh, cat, Dr. Cat. She's like a uh-huh. sex expert and look how body and playful she is and blah, blah, blah. And with that also comes a level of like, I can feel shifts in energy. Yeah. I can, because I'm so embodied, I can pick up these things in, in you that you may or may not be at the level of awareness. And that I've really had to come to terms with of, you know, honoring, not expecting somebody to have the depth of skills that I do and being able to catch those things. Amen, sister. Yes. First of all. Yeah. Second of all, sometimes because of this and because you and I have cultivated such a powerful relationship with our sexuality and And, our sensuality that when, when you're engaged, when I'm engaging sexually with somebody, it can, it's very powerful and emotional and like a lot of feelings, a lot of, you know, yeah, a passion, a lot of passion. Yeah. And it brings up something in that person that they feel, but now they don't have the skills to integrate it. And then, or they'll feel fear that they can't continue that they can't uphold that yeah there and so then it ends <laughs> yeah like, that's a really <laughs> that's a good point and I, I've also like the same that same opposite end of like not expecting someone to to be able to have that same I mean we're teachers yeah right? so yeah. It, it's it's not like an expectation but I've had a, something similar with a guy that I was dating and when we would have sex or be sexually intimate there would be things that would also come up that were unresolved in him Mm. around his mom Mm. that then came up. And so I noticed that because of the level of freedom and the level of, of opening and expansion and, and the ecstatic energy, the heart space, all of that like connection that can happen, it can bring up some unresolved issues in Mm. the partner. And I noticed that either there's that willingness to explore it and talk about it and then go deeper in intimacy or they can get scared and then shut down. And then we end up transforming it into more of like a friendship space. And then 
I don't hold space for them necessarily to do that processing. I would like for them to take that step to a therapist or a coach or someone on their own. I think that's important, very mm. important. Mm-hmm. We are not our partners or our lovers therapists. In no. my perspective, we're not. It's not healthy. It's not a healthy <laughs> dynamic. And sometimes they don't want to do that, right? And they may avoid that or they not, may not be ready for that. Yeah. So to your point of like, before I would be sexually engaging with someone I'm, I'm actually very, very mindful. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, similarly, like, oh, the pussy priestess and you've got all this like sex and you're playful and you're always things like, I'm very meticulous with my energy and Mm -hmm. I'm very, very, very selective with who I choose to open up that channel and that power to. Yeah, me too. And it's not because I'm anything of whatever may people may think of the idea of, oh, you're so picky. Like I've talked to a client, it's no, there's a level of devotion and sacredness and practice and understanding that comes with that power. So yeah. dating is is fun, but in my dating, I'm not necessarily sexually active fully in that capacity. Yeah. You know, there may Same. be sexual elements to it, but mm-hmm. not necessarily just opening up, you know, the sexual channel, which may be surprising for some people to hear, but I'm just being really upfront about it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, and I, I'm very, and I'm going to use this word discerning. Mm-hmm. And I think that discernment is a skill that is not, <laughs> um, we don't use it enough. I <laughs> like it's underdeveloped. Oh, That's the word. I'm like, it's underdeveloped in our culture, yeah. you know, cause I think people confuse discernment from judgment and, yeah. um, the, while they are the same there, it's discernment is more about healthy judgment. Mm-hmm. So like we need judgment. Oh, here, uh, where they pit it as negative right? Judgment as negative, but we all need judgment because this allows us to create healthy relationships, healthy choices, healthy um, boundaries. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so if we don't cultivate a good discernment, then that's where we keep falling into the same fucking patterns or we end up as Captain save a <laughs> I say that lovingly. Yeah, we love it. <laughs> Yeah, or like a, you know, uh, yeah. or we end up being a wounded bird, right? There's also yeah. like the opposite side of that. Yeah. yeah. Or we try to save them, you know, as I'm trying to be right. I don't know what, <laughs> like tantric priestess trying to heal through my pussy. pussy. You know, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to heal the men by fucking them all. Yeah. 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 But yeah. then we end up in these dynamics where now we're, we're connected with this other person and um, either it brings up our shit that brings up the while that's okay, but in, yeah, do we want to be taking that on, you know, or are we just repeating the same pattern to create validation and self-worth or, or to correct a missing experience from our childhood now with this person that we just fucked? Yeah. So many different, so many different avenues that are like attached, I think, and associated with all those aspects. And that I think comes up even before we even fuck the person. Like there's so much of that that's happening. I would say from a lot of the clients that I coach, even of just the dynamics of the really like the deeper desire why for me is like, and when I'm connected to my deeper desire, then it's easier for me to practice because I think discernment is also a practice. So oh, you yeah. can strengthen that, that, that muscle. <laughs> then it's like, I know why I'm discerning. Cause then I use discernment as a filtration system mm-hmm. for, is this really aligned with what it is that I'm desiring to either experience or hold space for, mm-hmm. or welcome into 
my aspect and I don't judge that as right or wrong. Yeah. It's just, I like the word discernment. And then I add in my little meticulous piece of like, okay, just a little bit more of the refinement Mm -hmm. around it. And I love that discernment can be a filtration system so I can become more clear in what it is that I want to do. So ultimately kind of full circle of like my sensuality has also helped me become Mm -hmm. so much more discerning and more clear around the sensations of what I feel inside that I really desire what Mm -hmm. feels like a true, like a truth. Yeah. Without me having to over, over analyze or over rationalize in my brain about things. Yeah. Yeah. So tuning into more of the body intelligence rather than putting your cognitive intelligence on a pedestal. Yes. Yeah. I I love that. And this is a lot of what I talk about and teach in my sensual awakening program, um, where utilizing these sensual practices helps us to be able to have better relationships, better discernment, um, even just like a better fucking pleasurable day, right? Yeah. 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 So what are some of your favorite, your go-to practices or even products that you love to use as a sensual person? As a sensual being, um, I've said a little bit earlier, like I love essential oils. I love using essential oils. I have it in my bag, in my car, my home, like Mm -hmm. everywhere. I'm always using that as like a quick go-to. One of my favorite practices is, and I know we share, this is dancing, like movement, dancing. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's so fucking delicious. (laughs) It's so good. And I love that because if I'm not feeling connected and I dance there, there I'm connected to my sensuality. If I'm Mm -hmm. feeling kind of like in my body and a little bit sexy and I put on some music and it just like amplifies. Right. So I love movement and dance for the reason of activating or amplifying my sensual, my sensuality practices. Yeah. And one of the products that I love and that I just, I personally love is the rosebud oil through the sensualist. Do you know? the? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So I love that, that rosebud arousal um, serum because it's all organic. It's natural. It's got the rose essence and it's fun to put it on your lips because it creates little fun tingly sensation on your lips. I have some. Oh, yes. It's great. It's great. (laughs) It smells good. It feels really good. Um, sometimes I like to play with that and like, just put that like on my nipples or my belly. And like, so that's one of the products that I really, really love. There's also Mm -hmm. a company called, um, I just discovered them when I was in Montana, living libations. Mm. And I had not heard of them before, but they have all natural products as well. I love all, all natural things. Yeah, me too. And they've got a really nice, it's called, I think it's called lover and it's a really nice like body oil. So for mm-hmm. me, oiling my body, I do it pretty much every day, just being with the smell of, of either the sweet almond oil and then the, the warm sensations as I rub it together in my hands. And then I put it onto my body and my, my oh. legs and I just infuse like every single inch of myself with like that love and that devotion admiration, like every part. So for me, Mm -hmm. I love feeling like really moist and silky smooth, you know, in, in my practice. And, and then also, you know, breath work brings in sensation, breath work and hip rocking. I really enjoy that, which can take it into a sexual component, but Mm -hmm. also 
without going into the sexual component. It can just be a very beautiful awakening of the senses, the mm-hmm. feelings of, of, of aliveness through the, through the breath and the added sensations of the body. And, you know, at night, what I started to do as well is I put down um, a heating pack right now I'm reworking my, my muscle structure mm. with my healer. And he has me laying down on this heat pack, this bio heat mat every night. So I'm laying on the heat mat. And what I'm doing is I'm focusing on like breathing the sensation of the heat throughout the top of my body, mm-hmm. which I'm really like enjoying, you know, deeply. And then I also do a little sensation meditation and scan my body to see mm. where, where am I feeling like numb? And then I'll like, Mm-hmm. focus on breathing and sending some energy there. I might put my hand on that spot and I'll just breathe more deeply into it and breathe more deeply into it and start to see what I could feel you know, oh, in yes. that space and just start to do a little sensation meditation around the parts specifically that maybe need more love today oh, that could beautiful. use some more aliveness and, and juice. Yes. Oh, I love this. Yeah. I, I, I love to have this type of dialogue because it's also learning from experts like you or other people, you know, how, how did they, how did they cultivate the relationship with their sensuality? And so I've created a guide for everyone that includes my scent favorite sensual products. And I believe, okay. Tell me, Sundays, tell me. Well, Sundays, are like my favorite go-to sensual day. Yes. So like I devote a time for my sensuality. And on Sundays, like, ain't nobody gonna bother me. <laughs> it's sexy like, oh, Sundays. Yes, sexy or sensual Sundays. Sensual Sundays. Yeah. Sexy or not. Yeah. And yeah. so that's my free guide for all the audiences. You will access my personal rituals around mm-hmm. Sunday. You'll access my product, my favorite products that in, that I incorporate in my sensual Sunday. Tell me one of your favorite products. It's one of yours. So one of my, okay, this one's actually not in the guide, but, but right, I thought look, about You guys this. are getting something yeah, yeah. super juicy right now. <laughs> I want to get this guy. You better get this guy. <laughs> so I have this little rainbow or this little prism. Mm. It's a, it's a um, circular sphere and it hangs in my window. And every afternoon it fills my entire room with rainbows. Oh, yay. And it. I feel the expansion in my body when I see it. And, and that's one piece I really want to highlight around sensuality is, is it's a, the product of expansion or expansion is the, is the outcome of it, right? Mm -hmm. That's the, the signal that you're open. Yes. And if we're not sensual, or if we're not connected in the body, it's, there's more of a contraction. There's more of a tension. We may not be recognizing that we're holding. And like you said, ends up being numbness. Yeah. And so I, I use that as a marker for my clients even to understand, okay, when am I reaching that point of sensuality is you're expanded. You have this relaxed, open feeling in your body versus versus the numbness or the contraction the contraction yeah Yeah. Yeah. beautiful so rainbows in my in my bedroom (laughs) i have sometimes my rainbow comes in from these little prisms and it goes onto this painting that you made for me for my birthday i did make that painting so sometimes a rainbow comes right on in and showers over the goddess and i just smile and i'm like oh i love my kitty cat (laughs) (laughs) yes Mm, beautiful So Josefina, being an expert in sensuality, I just want to acknowledge that you are a permission slip for all other women to see 
I think we're moving through this culture and breaking down the, the programming around you can't be a sensual woman because that's dangerous or that's not appropriate or mm-hmm. you can't be a professional and be sensual. So I just want to honor you and all of your work that you do. Thank you. My yeah. Oh. <laughs> and how can you. how can people find you? How can where can they reach out to you? Yeah, they can reach out to me on my website, which is my name, josephinabashout.com. And I also have, if anyone wants to do like mirror work around feeling good in your body, I have a free awakening competence mirror, like whole beautiful gift and opportunity that you can access on my website. And then you can find me on social media, also at Josephina Bashout. You can check me up on the IG and probably in the links as well. And that's, you know, I make things very accessible and attainable for no matter what background or life you're in. And I love creating different types of contents and invitations for women to drop deeper into themselves, especially my Middle Eastern women, especially like us women of color, the idea that we need to be more, you know, performance-based and Mm -hmm. need to really move, move, move and hustle and grind, or we're not safe to be expressed in our, in our voice, in our body, you know, is a really big passion of mine. So just waving that flag and that permission slip for all women and especially, you know, women of color or Middle Eastern women as well to really reclaim their sensuality and really awaken to the sensual goddess inside beyond just this outside fluky kind of whimsical idea, but to really reclaim the safety, right? The safety and the expansion that's available, which Mm. then I believe expands our consciousness and our awareness, which then would invite the divine aspect of us, which we can call the goddess. I'm going to call the goddess. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful note to, to land here and, and considering how important sensuality is for people of color um, and how challenging that can be to reach sensuality as people of color, because there are so many systematic mm-hmm. traumas yeah. that leave your body in a heightened sense of, of, um, nervous system activation that can make it hard to embody. Yeah. So I love that you're doing that work and yeah, I love having you here. Yeah. I love being here too. I love chatting with you about it and just diving into all the juicy, sensual aspects of life, of the sensual life. Lovers, thank you again for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, hit subscribe and head over to eatplaysex.com to connect with me and grab my sexy guides. Because my goal here is to get you to eat, play, and sex better so you can improve your sex life, which will improve every aspect of your life. Until next time, Keep it sexy.